0: Blast.
1: and we are live this is the wrap it up on blast raps post game show as always my name is Sheldon alexander and this episode of wrap it up is brought to you by clean cuts Barbershop shop 2013 danforth avenue in the east end of toronto clean cuts the multicultural barbers that will always keep you fresh for any and all occasions so go see skip from the crew as a wise man once said
0: tell him that i
1: Check them out on Instagram at Clean Cuts Toronto or give them a call 416 917 4833 to book your appointments now. now. What a time to be alive, Raptors fans! How we feeling? Yes. Huge shouts to the people tuning in live on Twitter at Shell Alexander as you do after each and every Toronto Raptors game. Same thing goes for the people tuning in on Instagram where we take your comments and questions there as well at Sheldon Alexander, Mm -hmm. Sheldon Alexander on Instagram, Shell Alexander on Twitter. Taking your comments both places. But the big games means I got Mikey here with me as well, Mr. Bellamo. How are you feeling after this game?
0: Wait, hold on. Let me just put my phone on airplane mode. (laughs) Guys, see what I did there? Joel Embiid. I'm great, man. Big win. Um, This is what we needed. And it was finally a Toronto Raptors win. Not just Kawhi.
1: What do you mean by that? Expand on that for me.
0: Everybody played great. You know, I, I said before the game, I said to you, I think I even said to one of my buddies, I said, if Danny Greed could come out and hit a shot, mm-hmm. if Kyle could come out and be energetic, if Pascal can be Pascal of game ones and two, mm-hmm. and then you add in Kawhi being Kawhi,
1: yeah.
0: I think it'll be a little bit too much for Philly. Yeah, it's exactly what we got.
1: So here's the thing. Yep. Toronto Raptors win big in game five. 125-89. 125-89. <laughs> I can't like no typo. I can't lie to you. Let me be honest. <clears throat> before I left work today, before the game was starting, you were nervous. I was nervous. You and said that. I don't know why. And
0: I've never heard you say that. Right? I've never heard you say that, <laughs> Yo. guys. If you know Sheldon, <laughs> load management, Alexander, okay. It doesn't matter if the Raptors Yo. get beat by fifty. You think they're winning the next game? When yeah. you said that, you made me nervous.
1: <laughs> Yo. One of my friends, she texted me too. She's like, how you feel? I'm like, I don't know. I feel nervous. Yeah. She's like, what? You're supposed to calm me down. I'm like, I don't yeah. know why. It just made no sense. Yeah. And even my boys at work were like, dude, what are you talking about? Why are you nervous? My boy at work, Trizzy, was like, blow blowout win, blowout wind," And I'm like, dude, I don't know, man. Yeah. I don't know. And it, do you know what it is? As the game was going along, I didn't want to tell you this during the game. Yeah. But I figured it out while the game was going on. Do you know what it is? No. I couldn't really believe that we're here now. And this is actually working to plan.
0: Mm-hmm. It's
1: like we've watched this with all Toronto teams at certain and points. Something where goes wrong. Things I'm not even saying that something goes wrong. It's just that like it's like I need to see it to believe it. Do yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah. Not that I'm waiting for something to go wrong because yeah. I get mad at Raptors fans for having that. Raptors fans, Leaf fans, whatever, like waiting for something to go wrong, someone to get hurt, someone negative to do something vibe, dumb, yeah. negative vibes. It wasn't even that. Like I think I was just so nervous that I didn't know what the feeling felt like Mm -hmm. to have a team with the star player who is by far the best player in the series, if not playing like the best player in the playoffs. Him and KD. But then also to have a team that was following his lead. Mm -hmm. Last game, they just showed up. Defensively. They took care of of business like a big boy, grown-ass team is supposed to do. And I didn't know how to feel, because I didn't know how to watch a game like we just watched in which... They just took care of business from yep. start to finish. It was a weird feeling, and I didn't know how to feel. And I think that's what was throwing me off. But <laughs> would you have predicted or even seen a blowout win like this? Or are you kind of just like, no, nah, I'm confident they'll win the game? Or did it even Can't. matter to you?
0: So for everybody watching, I come by, me and Sheldon watching the game together. And mm-hmm. what we said was when they started creeping in the second quarter and it was a 13, 14, 15-point lead, I said, if we could get this lead mm-hmm. – big enough yeah and we both agreed we said we could see philly kind of quitting in the second half yeah right so i thought it'd be a little bit closer than this yeah. but i did kind of see philly kind of just tanking it after i mean they came out hard in the third yeah. but then there was a couple little plays danny green three marcus olga three and then it went back to 20 and then pretty much that was it and the bench played well in the fourth what made a 30 point lead to a 40 point lead which we're not used to it
1: doesn't even seem real yeah so so, everything went right there's so many places we could start with this game in a in a massive win for the toronto raptors as they take a three to two lead in this series now yep. heading to philly for game six on thursday but i feel like a place one place to start is with Joel Embiid. okay Another game in which Joel Embiid, on game day, it's reported that he didn't go to shoot around this morning yeah. because he was dealing with an upper respiratory issue. Lung. Lung infection, supposedly. Sure. I mean, yeah. now there's... He's sick.
0: What's it going to be next game, right? So
1: so Embiid was sick in this game. We obviously know what happened. Same thing in game four, where yeah. he messaged the coach at 6.30 in the morning to say mm-hmm. he doesn't know if he's going to be able to play Plank. in that game. He was fine in game three. That was the airplane and all that. Yeah. But then in game two, the game before that, he was that's the game he had the shits. Yeah. <laughs> so after another game with, we're hearing, and hold on, sorry, he was probably questionable in game one with his knee. So another game with more Joel Embiid drama. What do you make of the Joel Embiid situation? Just because to me it seems like so crazy, so ridiculous. Yeah. But at this point, it's like, really?
0: I mean, so the point that you made to Webby after. A good game three
1: mm-hmm.
0: was why is Embiid doing this just after game three? Yeah. He has done nothing in games one and game two. Yeah, And I thought maybe this was Embiid coming out party. Mm-hmm. But you've been right. See, the, the thing about Philly is there are a handful of great players that all play for themselves, Yeah, right? And I mentioned this to you before. And it just seems that calling your coach or texting your coach at 6 in the morning saying that you can't play on a second-round playoff series, it, it, that's just about yourself. Yeah. Serge Ibaka getting whacked in the head by Kawhi, getting three stitches, and coming out and having a monster game is for the team. Yeah. That's where the difference lies.
1: Siakam even, right? Siakam,
0: Siakam even, yeah.
1: It's a great point. Siakam had the calf injury. Yep. He was listed as doubtful. You could, tell he, you could tell he wasn't 100%. No, he only had in nine game points. four, yeah. didn't play well at all. Yep. You could tell he was a step slow. No excuses from Siakam. Nope. Siakam just comes out, gave what he could, kept quiet. His teammates picked him up. Cool, good to go. Yep. Joel Embiid, again, to me, it's just kind of like, I asked this, we had this conversation earlier today in our like, show meeting. I was like, how many times do you hear during the playoffs of any sport that someone is sick going into the game? Like I feel like you don't hear that that much in yeah. the playoffs. You might hear that in the regular season, like, oh, you know, the locker room's not doing good, everyone's sick or whatever. You might hear, but you don't hear someone's like sick. Yeah, that's something that you might hear after the fact, but you don't hear that going into the game. And I'm, I found that so weird. Well, to me. What's his diet like? Like, I
0: mean, it's like he <laughs> yeah. needs to check Doctor Sebi on like something. Like, something. bro, like you have the shits. You got a lung respiratory. Like, yeah, I mean, it's not like it's the same thing. I would get it if it's been a stomach ailment yeah, yeah so, you yeah. know what I mean and I you just can't it. fight it yeah. but it's something else like I mean are you're not drinking enough fluids what's yeah. going on I mean I'll take it yeah. I mean if we can have a Joel and beat at
1: yeah
0: forty percent yeah perfect for me
1: and that was the thing too because after game four he said it was a separate issue than what he was dealing yeah. with in game two so it's just like, dude what are you do like what's going into your body yeah. what are you doing to your body in between games? what are you eating mm-hmm. like what's going on and the big reason as you brought up, after the show voting in game three, it's like yep. you we- gotta put in work after that. And yeah. In this game, another subpar game, thirteen points, some of those were in the garbage time Yeah, a couple he made a couple done.
0: threes, but yeah.
1: And thirteen points from Embiid, that's not ideal. That's nope. not like what are you doing? On the flip side. Gasol. I kept asking this question, what happens to the Raptors if Kawhi only scores 27? Because mm. he came into this game averaging 38 points on 62% shooting, yeah. which is just insane. And my question was, I was kind of worried because what happens if Kawhi only scores 27? Well, in this game, he only scored 21, but he got some help. Yep. How big was that for the Raps today, Mikey? And Of, the, of all the guys that helped Kawhi out today, who stuck out to you the most? Because, I mean, all five Raptor starters in double figures. Yeah. Plus, surge off the bench in double figures. But who stuck out the to you obvious the obvious
0: answer is going to be Siakam. Um, played great. A lot of energy. But to me, and I've said this, I I, I just you might not agree with me. I think it was Danny Green. I think it was getting that production from Danny Green, <clears throat> especially from behind the arc. I think it was five of seven. was huge. There was a quote that... Coach Brown said that it's hard to double team Kawhi mm-hmm. because the Raptors, after the Gasol trade, were the best three point shoot, shooting team in the league. Yeah. And so when you double Kawhi, you're always leaving a shooter open, right? And so that's why Kawhi's been going off. Yeah. But the Raptors haven't shot as good this series. They haven't had the Danny Green game yet. Right. Or even the Marcus Saul game. Yeah. So when you get that effect, it's always a bonus, right? Yeah. So Danny Green, to me, getting his rhythm back. Also, well, Fred Van Fleet, I mean, he didn't blow up
1: the score sheet, but just you could see the confidence was back a bit. Mm-hmm.
0: Another big. He looked game. more aggressive. Another big game.
1: And you mentioned Danny Green. Danny Green with five threes in this game, 5 of 7 yep. from three-point land for 17 points, and we talked about it, right? The Danny Green game had to come at had some to point. Had to come at some point. Because it's math. Right. You yeah. average a certain shooting percentage exactly. over the season. Yep. And so if you've been shooting that poorly, the math at some point evens out. And yep. we saw that in this game. Danny Green back to normal. Because as you pointed in out, luck. since the trade deadline, the Raptors were leading the league in three-point yep. shooting. And Danny Green was back to just wedding shots. And there's nothing better than watching the chemistry between Kawhi Leonard I and was Danny just Green. Say that. Right? Yeah. yeah. Like there's isn't there just certain points where like Kawhi knows what he's going to do before he gets the ball. <laughs> yeah. It's so good. Yeah. And Danny's just splashing in threes. Like that is – like Pops probably somewhere watching that game just like smiling, yeah, right? Yeah,
0: exactly. So
1: incredible to see those two guys get it going. But you mentioned Danny Greed. I'm going to bring up Kyle Lowry. Yeah, Kyle Lowry is the most interesting person in a Raptors uniform. Mm-hmm. And I always say this. When Kyle Lowry plays horrible, I don't rag on Kyle Lowry anymore because no. – I'm used to it by now, Kyle Lowry having no-show games. Does that mean it's acceptable and I like it? No, of course not. But I just understand that it's going to happen, and you don't really know when it's going to happen. Yeah. It just happens sometimes. take it when it does. But what do we talk about for the whole year, Mikey? The two signs that Kyle Lowry has it going early, tough drives to the basket. And that big, long three. Deep dagger three from Kyle Lowry. And Kyle Lowry early in this game, he took the deep dagger three, He drove to the basket, and it's like, okay, we got this Kyle Lowry. But to me, going further on that point, he was going downhill. He shot like four free throws early in the first quarter, which means that he is being aggressive. And when you get that Kyle Lowry, it's a great thing for the Raptors. And what did that mean? It meant you didn't strain Kawhi early on, which means if it's a close game late, hey, Kawhi's got something in the tank. Mm -hmm. But... And it wasn't a close game late, which is even better.
0: Exactly. You gave it a little bit of rest for Kawhi in the fourth. But also what I noticed, and we talked about it, was um, Kawhi and Fred were on the floor together,
1: mm-hmm.
0: which makes, obviously, two smaller guards. But Nick Nurse... Oh, Kyle and Ka- Fred. Sorry, Kyle and Fred, yeah. yeah, yeah. Like Kyle and Fred were on. But Nurse put out Gasol, Serge, and Pascal. Yes. To even up a, a little the bit size. of the size, right? Yeah. But you got Kyle and Fred playing well, finding each other. Mm-hmm. Again, Fred playing really good. And I, I I, really liked that move by Nick Nurse, doing those little adjustments yeah, and kind of giving Kyle a little bit of that leader role with Fred on the floor with him.
1: Yeah, yeah. I know what you're saying. And it's just, you know, I feel like all of these things that go mm-hmm. wrong sometimes, right? You yeah. forget sometimes how much sports is mental, just oh, as course. much as it is physical. And so the struggles that the other Raptors had early, you know that Kawhi or Nick Nurse or whoever behind the scenes is like, no, Kyle, we need you to be aggressive. We need you to shoot shots. Gasol, we need you to shoot shots mm-hmm. and be aggressive. Yeah. Because you know it's in there. It's just mentality. And yes. you kind of see, you, as you pointed out, with Fred, his mentality was a lot more aggressive in this game. It was helped early by just getting a wide open look when they checked in. And hitting. Norm on the offensive glass. Finding his buddy Freddy, wide open three knocks it down. Once you see that go down, it's got to feel like a weight was lifted yeah. off of Van Fleet's shoulders because he struggled so this mightily in this series in the, series, in the last playoffs. Series, yeah. yeah, so that was a really good look. But Kyle Lowry, to me, he's still the engine. That kind of like when he's going, you're gonna have a really tough chance at beating the Raptors. And 19 points for Kyle in this game, but effective shooting at five of nine from the fl- from the floor. 7 of 8 from free throw land, add in 5 assists, 6 rebounds for Kyle. Yep, driving to the basket. Doing his thing. And when Kyle is going, yeah, he he hit the ground twice early on. A couple and ones. It's just Kyle Lowry fired up, and when the Raptors get that, it's amazing. This was a game
0: that the city of Toronto loves and gets under. (laughs) You got the Warrior of Surge Mm -hmm. coming back. Yeah. You know, Kyle diving all around. You got the guy who's been struggling, hitting his first shot in Fred, and the crowd acknowledging it, yeah. letting them know they're behind him. Yeah. You got Pascal blocking on one end, going all the way to the uh, other end, almost getting the one healthy. hit. The one, exactly. And then you got Kawhi being Kawhi and putting some two nasty dunks
1: Yeah.
0: in one poster on Embiid. Yo. And it was just a perfect game, and it's where Toronto crowd relishes. And they were good today, too
1: yeah jack armstrong you gotta give the crowd a lot of credit
0: for it and yeah. you got it yeah. yeah
1: jack to close out game yeah. four slow
0: clap for you guys yeah once Toronto that game crowd. was on
1: ice jack started his preaching that yep. he wanted the crowd to show up early to be in their seats early to be loud to yep. be cheering and i gotta give this crowd credit they were fired up it sounded yep. like an old school raptor playoffs yep. crowd just lit you're hearing it through the tv they're cheering the thing that you you can tell about a good good basketball crowd as well, it wasn't just them cheering after Raptors baskets.
0: It was not it just that
1: everything, yeah, it was after everything. But also, Embiid
0: would go out of bounds, uh, put the ball out of bounds, cheer any like, any totally, little things like that. But yeah. also,
1: like let's say the Sixers hit a shot, and it would kind of go quiet for a second, and then the crowd would start cheering to kind of like hype up hype the Raps. Like yeah. it's okay, it's okay. Yeah, and I mean, there were definite moments where it seemed like the roof came off the building and one of those was going right into half where (laughs) Kawhi Leonard I mean uh, he dunked on the entire Sixers uh, team it went through two guys oh buddy it was disgusting it was one of the craziest plays of Raptors history TNT guy said that oh he said that's a man's Man's dunk Right, yeah, But that was one of the biggest plays in Raptors franchise history until Kawhi dunked on Embiid, Embiid yeah. late. Was that third, third quarter? quarter yeah. It was in the third quarter where he spun baseline. And dare I say, someone sent me a text message or tweeted it saying, that kind of reminds me of the Jordan dunk mm-hmm. in the playoffs on, on Patrick Ewing. Ewing. Yep, when he and I was like, I yep. <laughs> Remember too, I mean,
0: Kawhi in the first quarter gave oh. Embiid that little shuffle right there. But yeah, I mean, Kawhi played amazing.
1: If you're making a highlight tape of Kawhi just... Even just in this playoffs. Just making Embiid look dumb. Yeah. Yo. Sorry, Webby. (laughs) There's still a closeout game. Yeah. Right? There's still a closeout game.
0: One more left, as Kawhi
1: said. I'll say this. Kawhi did yell as he dunked. There's a great picture online. If you guys want to go look it up, Um, there's a great picture online of the Kawhi dunk on Embiid's head top. If you go to Yahoo Sports Canada, it's there with the caption that says, nice for what? And it's... Uh, I don't want to pronounce my guy's name wrong, but Keyshan, I think his name is, mm-hmm. um, great photographer in Toronto. But the photo, if you look at it, you see Kawhi screaming as he dunks it over Embiid, and you see the bench reacts start to like creep up, and it's just so incredible, and it sums up the moment. That along with as Embiid checked out, yeah, Sixers down twenty eight. Seven minutes left in the game. Seven minutes left in the game. Brett Brown's waving the white flag, and the Raptors crowd is doing Embiid's airplane celebrations. Classic. I'm okay with the crowd trolling Embiid. What goes
0: around comes around.
1: (laughs) Right? But I'll say this again. It's game five. You still got to win one more game, and you want to take care of business and win in game six. Yeah. You want to win that game. You don't want to leave it to a Game 7 at home, which, for the record, would be Sunday night at 7 p.m. 7 PM. Yep. But you don't even want to mess around with that. And the thing that I appreciate the most about this Raptors team, it's a veteran team. And I think they'll understand the need to close it out in Game 6, yeah. come yeah. up with the purpose, and not even mess around with a Game 7.
0: Yeah. Especially if Milwaukee closes it out
1: mm-hmm.
0: at home as well. Yeah. Right? You You want to be... Just as rested as the team you're going to face in the Eastern Conference finals, um, yeah, I mean it, it, it's going to be it's going to be a difficult game. Philly crowd is hostile. Mm-hmm. They're going to be just as excited as we were for here in game five. But I believe in the veteran team that we have and, and, and seeing especially seeing Danny and Mark and Kyle yeah. playing well add to the Batman and Robin of. What is Kawhi and Siakam? Mm-hmm. It bodes well for us heading
1: into game six. Well, we talked about the three-point shooting. Raps were struggling, but they shoot 40% from three in this game. And you talked about Danny Green. He went five for seven. Yep. Kyle Lowry, two for five. Gasol, three for five. Siakam, two for seven. Kawhi, oh for four. <laughs> yeah, I know. He killed <laughs> them incredible. by 40. The biggest <laughs>
0: Raptors... Le- biggest Playoff Raptors win. win. Playoff win. Yeah. And... and Kawhi played well, but it wasn't a Kawhi game and he didn't need it.
1: It's crazy. Kawhi with 21 points on 7 of 16 shooting, 13 rebounds, 4 assists, 2 steals. And it's funny, 21 and 13 and we're just like, "Eh, Mm. yeah, that's an okay Kawhi And you know he's not
0: going to have (laughs) Two so-so games. So look out for game six. How
1: incredible is that? We're calling him going seven for sixteen for twenty-one and thirteen a so-so game. That is incredible, and I think that goes back to why I was nervous heading in because I almost can't believe what I'm seeing. Yeah, thirty-eight points per game my dude was averaging coming into this, and then now the rest of the team shows up, and it's like, oh, okay, yeah, this is the Toronto Raptors team that we saw for the majority of the season, and especially since Gasol came, right? Yep, but if Pascal Siakam is healthy, which it seemed like he was Seems going like into this he game, is. Uh, Kyle Lowry and Gasol seem to be energetic and shooting, not deferring as much. And we're getting solid minutes at least from Surge off the bench. Yeah, how key has Surge been off the bench for the Raptors these last two games? Just giving him giving scoring, but giving energy and looking like Surge. Yeah, I mean, I, I saw a little stat. I don't know it off top, but I think twenty
0: two points or something like that in the last two games for surge. For, yeah. yeah. Right. Cause he, he didn't have the best games one and two as well, mm-hmm. but it, it I, I see Nick nurse is playing a lot more of, and this is the great old debate that we've been having, especially Jeff Berg on the comments and all about should Gasol start, should surge, whatever. But it seems that Nick nurse is playing them both together. Yeah. And it's, it's working yeah. because Philly is so big, right? The only small guy they have is JJ Reddick. And we get outsized sometimes. Yeah. So when you have both of your centers, it's yeah. working, right? And then you could got totally. you got Kawhi or you get have Kyle pushing the ball. But I mean Sir he, he played well, he played amazing tonight. And and like I said, the the warrior aspect of him, because he had a pretty big goose egg, coming out and not complaining like someone else on the other team would. Yeah.
1: Right? Was was a big game for him. And I'll give Nick Nurse a lot of credit for this and we'll he, never really know he coached well tonight they'll like they'll know amongst their game plans and all that yep. but i wonder how much the pascal injury forced them into the surge and gasol, gasol. minutes yeah, I mean. or if this was a plan nurse already knew he was going to roll one of his adjustments just to match the size yeah either way it's worked and the problem from the sixers angle is which brett brown mentioned after the last game yep. but if their raptors are going to play surge at the four then Tobias Harris has to win that matchup against Serge Ibaka. Mm-hmm. He played and well
0: night. He
1: did, but, first half. but he's supposed to, like, Serge is not supposed to be able to guard uh, Tobias, Tobias no, Harris yeah. on the perimeter. And Tobias Harris only coming up with 15 points in this game, that's not enough.
0: Majority of them in the first half. I think he had 11 in the first half, too.
1: Yeah, totally. Yeah. And, you know, maybe Thursday we'll have Webby on, as that's normally our night of uh, ball on blast, right? Also, Game Six of the series, which could be a closeout series. Webby come on if it's a close? But game... I have, I have a question for him, right? Yep. And this is, and if they go down, if the Sixers go down, yep. and I know that's looking way yeah, too far ahead. Way, yeah, but the yeah. reason why I bring this up is because I look at this box score and I see that Ben Simmons was three for five for seven points, and Embiid was five for ten for thirteen points. That's your process. Right? Like, that's that's the process. Yep. Those are the two guys that you're pinning your whole franchise on that you tanked all those years for to get Ben Simmons and Joel Embiid, yep. and they're scoring a combined 20 points in a game five of the second round?
0: Yep. And there's a stat I just saw. Game three, Embiid had 33 points. Rest mm-hmm. of series, 52. Yep. Rest of series.
1: Yeah. It's just, it's weird to see what's going on with the Sixers, but it's something that we said all along was... They have good players. Yeah. But do they have. Yeah, it's just.
0: Good team. How country.
1: does the team fit? And a big part of this that I've always thought was once they got Jimmy Butler, Jimmy Butler's been the one he, he's been putting in work. Well, yeah. Jimmy Butler, another he's great game. He's been the best player. 22 points, seven assists, five rebounds for Jimmy Buckets Causing in this the game. Trouble. He's been playing well the whole series. And the problem to me is the process mm. thinks that. Joel Embiid and Ben Simmons are their best player. But they're not ready for primetime. Am I, am I wrong there? What do you think? What do you make of Jimmy? I've been saying this. I said it to
0: Webby after game three. Mm-hmm. I said, you think you Embiid is that. the best player in this series, but, I mean, facts are facts, numbers are numbers. It's yeah. been Jimmy, yeah.
1: right? Jimmy's the best player on their team. Listen, yeah. he's...
0: I, don't, I hate to use this, but the phrase, the cliche phrase, but he's playing for a contract. Mm-hmm. I mean, playoffs are way more than that, but he's playing for a contract. Yeah. Um, I don't think that's his motivation, but he's playing well. He's playing himself into a max contract. Um, but it, you, you see it's more than that. You can see he's really trying to get his team going yeah. and taking over. Yeah. And he's given the Raptors fits. Yeah. I mean, every time the Raptors go on a small little run, it's Jimmy that's coming back and hitting them up, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, I, don't, I would love to be a fly on the wall and see what mm-hmm. the Phillies locker room, and see if Jimmy's going ham on them. But, yeah, 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 I yeah, mean, yeah, yeah, you got to give it to Jimmy. He's been playing well. It's yeah. just you're going to get one game and B plays well and then maybe one game to buy. And it's just they haven't had what the Raptors have had today. Yeah. As a full, complete game. I guess game three, you can say.
1: I really want to know what Jimmy Butler is thinking behind the scenes. And yeah. He, he seemed kind of frustrated. I mean, he said all the right things in shoot-around this morning with Embiid being sick. But someone asked him, like, what do you think's wrong with him? And he, he swore at the guy, the reporter. He's like, I'm not a fucking doctor. Yeah. Right? Which is true. Fair enough. But it has to be frustrating if you're Jimmy Butler and you're looking around at these guys like, hold on, I came to join your squad. And you guys aren't even here showing up in the playoffs. Yeah. And he's been repeating himself over and over again in the post games. He said last game, if Joel's sick, he doesn't care. You're on the court. You went two for seven. If you go two for 22, I'm riding with you. Yeah. He says, I tell Ben, be aggressive every time down the floor. So he wants those guys. He's encouraging those guys. And yet... After each game, we're here saying the same things about what Ben Simmons and Joel Embiid are doing in this game. And dare I say, I feel bad for Jimmy Butler. Does that make sense?
0: No, yeah. I mean, because, listen, he has the Philadelphia 76ers have a legitimate shot of playing well, knocking off the Raptors, and going to the Eastern Conference Finals, right? Mm -hmm. And it's just like, I find it fascinating. It's so weird. It it really is. We talked about it earlier, but it really is weird how professional athlete. Can be this sick for this long
1: mm-hmm.
0: when there's so much they have—they fluids, sauna, fluids,
1: IVs, IVs. You're the best um,
0: doctors. You, I mean, man, you could go in and have a sauna, forty-five minutes to an hour, yeah. and just get all that out. Like it's just like how he's not taking care of his body is yeah. just a reflection on on his game right now.
1: And we thought that you know, Embiid was getting hit up hard by the American media heading into this game. Mm-hmm. We are talking off air about the Stephen A. Shaq Smith rant about, Stephen like, Smith, yep. you know, going at him after game five about yep. you have nine hours. How are you yeah. calling the coach with nine hours before game time talking about you haven't slept? Like, you could sleep for four hours. You could go to the arena and sleep. How much more is Embiid going to get crushed after this game, like, heading into tomorrow? Because it already started at halftime. The Sh- clips are everywhere. Shaq
0: and Kenny were just talking about him right now. I don't yeah, know what they were saying, Shaq but I'm sure it's Kenny- something...
1: Well, Shaq at halftime, one of the quotes he said, I got some cough drops for you, man up. Yep. He was also saying, if, P- if you want people to remember the process forever, you got to step up. And they're basically saying, like, this is the playoffs. Like, yeah. unless something is really, really wrong, and then, like, we're seriously talking about your health, then you shouldn't be playing anyways. Exactly. But once you're on the court, let's go. Put it all out. And that's what makes those guys, to me, the best, because they're Hall of Famers. So like everyone else can have their opinion. Yeah, they've had sick games. We're on our couch, right? Like We're on our couch. Stephen A. Smith's a reporter. But when you're hearing it from Hall of Famers that went out there and played, or even Kenny Smith, you watched Hall of Famers, you played in NBA big boy games, and you're like, wait, like how are you? And Barkley said, Barkley made a great point. He's like, when you see Embiid, the energy that he has, just his body language, like the shot of him walking into the arena. Like he looks so like down and it's like, you're draining the energy. Like, how's your rest of your team going to be motivated or look to you to rely on you when you look like you're already
0: done. And
1: it's like, it makes no sense to me.
0: But unfortunately, like, I mean, Kawhi has been the story, but this has kind of overshadowed it in a sense. Right.
1: Yeah. I mean, I think the negative talk about what they're doing is going to like, it's gonna be the the big topic in the American media. They're gonna yeah. talk about the process failing and all that crap. But on the flip side, Raptors fans, <laughs> this we'll is incredible. Guys. Yeah. I mean, Kyle Lowry is playing great. Mark Gasol is playing great. Watching him not turn down threes. I yeah. mean, he did the one time. Yeah. And Embiid he sat there for a sec. He was waiting to pass the surge and then he just wet the three. But seeing him shoot it with confidence, eleven points for Gasol, eleven and five in this game. But Danny Green seventeen. Kyle Lowry, 19. Pascal, 25. Your starters, majority of them all in double figures. It's what you ask for. And especially the the old saying goes, your role players play better at home Mm because they get juiced up by the crowd. They're in their same routine. And your stars carry you on the road. Yeah. And you look at the way that this game went. I feel really good about the fact that you didn't really have to use Use that much of Kawhi. And now you can ride Kawhi to grind out a yep. victory in game six. Yep. Like, Kawhi emptied the full clip in game six in Philly and carried the Raptors home. Yep. Hey, if you get anything else from, from the other dudes, cool. But riding Kawhi, I think, is the key.
0: And it's only a, uh, a two-day break, like, right? Mm-hmm. One, pretty much a Thursday night. Sometimes we know the NBA can have a three-day break. Yeah. So, I mean, the momentum somewhat carries on. I mean, maybe Embiid is still under the weather. Yeah. I mean, heading into game six, the momentum obviously has to be on the Raptors' side.
1: Um, I haven't gotten to many comments yet, but let's get to some comments before we wrap up. Shouts to the people, as always, on Instagram, chiming in with their comments and questions at Sheldon Alexander and on Twitter at Shell Alexander. Emma chimes in on Instagram and says, I was at the game. The entire crowd was doing the airplane airplane when Embiid checked out. It was amazing. Yeah, we saw that. It First was off, awesome. Shouts for tuning in to the podcast live after the game After the game, while being at the game on your way home. Huge shouts. Appreciate that. Uh, more comments. Uh, whoa. I almost just erased the whole thing.
0: Coach Flores, what up? Uh, big fan of him. He's always in there. Yes,
1: always in there. Someone else says, remember when Embiid, after beating the Bucks in a regular season game, say that he's the most dominant player in the NBA? What does it matter if you don't show up? point. The self-proclaimed most dominant His player antics, in the NBA. Uh,
0: gets silly sometimes.
1: Talk is cheap, as they say Yeah. in certain streaks. <laughs> uh, Embiid's illness is, quote, any excuse not to take responsibility for not stepping up. That's from Glow Girl Smile. Wow. Uh, we were talking about Wiggins or, sorry, we were talking about Embiid and Simmons not showing up. Simply just Q. Q chimes Q. in on Instagram. What up, Q? Q says Cat and Wiggins part two. Yep. For Jimmy Butler, you got to be looking around like, what is happening again,
0: right? Serious. He can't get away from it.
1: Another comment. James on Instagram says, Kawhi's elbow woke Abaka up. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, In case you missed it early on in the game, going for a rebound, Kawhi came down hard. quarter, yeah. Kawhi came down hard. You notice Serge had the Band-Aid. With a goose egg. With a huge goose egg. Massive goose egg. They reported that he had three stitches. Yeah. Serge came back though and played great. Serge played energy. I think there was a tweet during the game. I don't remember what it said exactly, but I'm I paraphrasing. It, yeah. And it was essentially Kawhi literally rubbed Rubs off. He's literally Surge, rubbed yeah. off on Serge yeah. as Serge was up faking, driving yeah. to the basket, turning down okay shots. Shots
0: going to the basket his, and yeah. his preferred elbow shot. Yeah. Right?
1: <sighs> what a time. Another comment. Yo, living in DC, hearing all this same old Raptors bull bleep. Man, take several seats. Sit the F down. Shots fired. Fired up. Uh, diversified Youth says they can't match up with the Raps. Do you believe that? Yeah, the energy was big today. Because um... here's the thing. So much talk about the Sixers starting five, but I've always said this from the beginning. The Raptors started starting five player for player might not match up to the Sixers, mm. but the key for the Toronto Raptors starters is that there are clearly defined roles. Yeah. Siakam and Kawhi Cook, Gasol and Lowry help with the ball movement, Danny Green wets threes and plays defense, hella defense. Gasol and Danny Green, they're there playing defense, moving the ball, hopefully getting good shots off of ball movement. Meanwhile, Siakam and Kawhi, you guys cook. The Sixers, again, Jimmy Butler should be the man, but... It's Embiid. So he put it into the post alone. And, well, or, they should be.
0: But, yeah. He, we talked he about it. Three, yeah.
1: How many times was Embiid shooting shoot threes? It. And know. it's just like, what is happening? There was a moment in this game where Danny Green wet a three, and then Embiid came right down the floor and tried to shoot a three right after. <laughs> I and I'm like, is he trying to trade threes right now with, with Danny, Danny Green? Green? Like, what are you doing? What is happening? There's
0: some weird. I don't. I don't know what he was thinking today.
1: I got a theory for you, and I'd I'd like to get your opinion. Same thing for the people on Instagram and/or Twitter, or in the comment section. Shout to our guy Jeff Berg and the the leader. I want to say of the 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 YouTube YouTube comments. comments But here's here's my my question. Okay, this generation of the NBA and the NBA stars, where guys are a lot of one and done. But also, if you go back to high school basketball, uh. High school basketball doesn't really matter. It's about AAU basketball. The reason why this popped in my head was before game four on the weekend, the 30 for 30 was on TV about Felipe Lopez. And he was like a highly touted guy. He was about the same class or the same year as Allen Iverson, right? But... He was like an amazing New York City high school basketball legend. But in this doc that I was watching before the Raps game, he was talking about, oh, my only goal was to win a state championship and win the city championship and blah, blah, blah. And it's like now with this generation, high school basketball doesn't matter. It's about AAU basketball, which is about stats. Yeah. Then you have guys going to college for one year. Think Ben Simmons, think Embiid, Embiid Hurt for that season. Wiggins even, Towns, right? And then think of Ben Simmons. Ben Simmons didn't even get his team to March Madness.
0: Yeah. Right? Remember that.
1: So you have these guys go for one year. They know they're only going for one year. Winning doesn't matter. And then now you get into the NBA when it's where all winning about does winning. matter. And then now you get in these big moments where the stakes are higher and they don't have the next gear to get to in winning time. We've seen Kawhi's numbers go up, and I'm not even saying that Kawhi was like a crazy college player or anything, but I'm saying the majority of people don't have the next gear because winning hasn't always been the most important thing. So Kawhi coming in early, playing with the Spurs, you see the difference between regular season playoffs he
0: also was going to the tutelage of pops in them
1: too as well that's what i'm saying for sure but then you have like Embiid and simmons and they're used to hey i'm on instagram during the regular season i'm here i'm lit i'm that dude as long as i get 33 and 12 (laughs) it doesn't matter if my team wins right but then playoff time comes and now everything's ratcheted up you got to hit that other gear and they don't have it Mm -hmm. do you think that's a thing do you think it goes back to like just not really valuing winning throughout your career, and then now you get to the NBA, and it's like, uh, I mean, with some people, where's I Ben mean, Simmons? Uh,
0: Kobe came out of high school. Kobe's for one sure. of the most clutch players. Right? Mm-hmm. Anything is possible. Kevin Garnett, high school, right? Yeah. I mean, yeah, you're seeing a lot of one and dones. LeBron, we could go on as well, for sure. But I, I, I think it's more on the personality of indeed, okay, and Simmons. I don't want to. Um, characterize them in, in because of the the one and done. Yeah. One and done you, you, you know what I mean? So I, I, it's going to be interesting to see because next year we're going to have Zion mm-hmm. and we're going to see if he has the same attitude as that yeah. or if he can play harder. And
1: Yeah. Right? So. Like Coach Los Flores po- pops in and says, could be a thing, but they're both relatively young in their careers. Totally true, and you yeah. they are pretty young in their yeah. careers, and you mentioned Kobe and LeBron. Remember, they're, they had growing pains early too, right? Kobe yeah. had the back-to-back air balls early on mm-hmm. against the Utah Jazz, and then he had to learn how to win under Shaq and, Phil, and Jackson. Phil Jackson. Same with LeBron. We know LeBron's story is well-documented about taking L's in the playoffs early on in his career, and he had to learn how to win And you see that it might be the same thing for the process, right? Like we're already crowning the process and you're seeing these guys aren't ready for prime time. So who would you say is a college player that stayed longer than the one year that
0: maybe showed in his first couple years besides Kawhi that (laughs) that has can maybe back that up?
1: Well, I know what you're saying. I know what you're saying in the sense that Kawhi had pop, and that's huge. And I think that part matters so much. Like the situation that you go into, because you know, who's the vet that's telling Embiid anything? Like Jimmy Butler just got there halfway through the season, and we know coming off of what Jimmy Butler went through in Minnesota, it's not like he's gonna come right into this locker room and try to tell these guys about themselves, Mm -hmm. right? But who's the vet to tell Embiid like Yo, bro, this is unacceptable. Yeah, like you, this all this sick talk Amir and all Johnson, that. Amir Johnson, like yeah,
0: nobody really,
1: right? And like you go back to a guy like Vince, how key Vince will tell you Kevin anyone Willis, around will Charles say Oakley. exactly yeah. those guys were huge for him early yeah. in his career. Kevin Garnett's another guy. He'll tell you he had Sam Mitchell and I'm forgetting who the other guy was for KG, but he had his vets that taught him how to practice, how to be a professional. Yeah. And that's the thing that we don't really see as much in the NBA. Whereas before it was a trend where you would keep those like 12 or thirteenth spot on the roster for a vet. But now, no, it goes to the younger players, right? Yeah, Your D-League guys or whatever. And this is a series where the Raptors veteran presence, you mentioned Kawhi being there, Danny Green being there, yep. Gasol being through battle, yep. Serge, Kyle. Those are all vets.
0: It outshine the Phillies.
1: It's crazy. Right. Nope. But to me, that's a yeah. difference in the series so far. The Raptors starters are vets. They're able to be like, oh, shit, this is what we need to do. Mm-hmm. We need to hit that other gear and step up. And Philly can't do that. That's different for us because the previous <laughs> Raptors. Yes. I mean, you know, <laughs> yes.
0: go back the last four years. It's it's usually been we're on the other spectrum.
1: Yeah. Uh, Q chimes back in and says, definitely, <laughs> most of them. Ain't gonna do much in college when it comes to winning or making the tournament. Also, there's no veteran leadership to teach them how to be pros. And
0: besides uh, their coach, but
1: yeah. Another comment, Zion wants to be in wants the ball in moments of need. I think he has that drive to take over.
0: Yeah, Zion might be the one. Yeah,
1: Zion is a problem. So good. But again, yep, huge win. shout to the Toronto Raptors. Big win as they close this one out. 125 89. 125 89. 89. I'm gonna say that again because it sounds so good and I can't believe it. Raptors up 3 2. I can believe that. Yep. Hey, Raptors in six is still alive. That was the prediction heading into the series. Exactly. And I didn't expect it to, I didn't expect them to go down 2 1. I didn't expect Kawhi to average 38 points per game yep. going into game five. I definitely didn't expect the Raptors to win game five. 125 89. But hey, here we are. And that's with Kawhi only having 21 points.
0: Big, full Raptors win.
1: Raptors lead the series. And there's a bunch of people here asking for Webby, asking Webby yeah. who's the best player in the series. Guys, let's not do what Embiid did. The series isn't over <laughs> yeah, yet. Yeah, yeah. It's only 3-2. Yep. Right? You're heading back to Philly. You need to take care of business.
0: We'll talk to Webby on Thursday.
1: We'll, we'll call up Webby on Thursday. And we'll either be Game 7 or the series will be done. But in the meantime... I'm going to probably be watching Kawhi Leonard highlights on replay, (laughs) on repeat, because that was just absolutely incredible. Shouts to the Raptors fans for bringing the energy and being hype. Shouts to Kawhi for not having monster points, but monster moments in this game. And of course, the Raptors supporting cast. And you know what? I'm going to thank my supporting cast. You, Mr. Bellow yes. for joining me as well on this episode of Wrap It Up. Mikey, where can the people find you if they want to comment and hit you up in between the games?
0: Yep. YouTube comments. Like I said, always, you always try to get to them, read them. Hit me up on Instagram, Mike Bello underscore six. Hit me up, guys.
1: Uh, I just want to point this out because shouts to my dude, Matt Lowe. Matt Lowe is one of our editors at Sportsnet. Yep. Good dude. But he said, Sheldon, you said after Game 3 that the Embiid airplane Selly would be used to mock him, and now it is. You are the Bran Stark of this series, <laughs> <laughs> which is a Game of Thrones reference. Um, I would agree with that, except I think Bran is the lamest part of this season of Game of Thrones, and I wish he would get out of here. But I appreciate the compliment. Shouts to you, Maddie Lowe. Austin says, Love Al Gasol is matching Embiid's minutes. Another great adjustment by mm-hmm. Nick Nurse that you pointed out off the air, just about how... You notice now, when they sub out Embiid, Gasol subs out right after. And they're yeah. clearly matching the minutes. And I'm going to give another game of, of Gasol outplaying Embiid. And that's now two straight games of mm-hmm. Gasol blatantly outplaying Embiid on the stat sheet. And I would argue the other two games, he outplayed them just in terms of gameplay.
0: Game because one, Embiid's too. supposed to
1: score yeah. big-time buckets, and he didn't. So Embiid... Basically, he's had one good game during yeah. the regular yeah. season. Embiid struggled. Yeah. Embiid struggled against Gasol, Gasol as well, yeah. even when Gasol was on the Grizzlies. Mm-hmm. Embiid's yes. stats yes. were always terrible against against uh, Marc Gasol. I'm pretty sure he averaged like ten less points per game yes, against yes. Gasol, and I want to say like five games against yep. Gasol previously. So the trend continues. Someone points this out on Twitter as well. Danny Green in an interview said that. They practice a lot with the big lineup, Serge and Gasol. So yeah, shouts to Nick Nurse, making that adjustment. Big adjustments. Practice makes perfect, as the kids say. Uh, One comment, remind me of the look Kyrie had when we bust their heads open last time in Toronto. I guess that's all the shots. If you see, you'll see it on Instagram. Mm. There's a lot of shots of Embiid looking salty and Brett Brown's reactions On the TNT feed, not on the the Raptors feed, not on Sportsnet feed. But there's a lot of shots of Brett Brown looking hella depressed. I would be too. Hella salty. On the flip side, Raptors fans. Raptors are good. Hella happy. Big time win. Again, 125-89. Raptors take a 3-2 lead. Look to close it out Thursday night in Philly. Hopefully Kawhi Leonard has a big boy game for that as the Raps look to advance to the conference finals for the second time in franchise Franchise history. history. What a time to be alive indeed. My name is Sheldon Alexander. Thank you for tuning in. If you are on Twitter at Shell Alexander or on Instagram at Sheldon Alexander. Really appreciate the comments and questions along the way. Thank you guys so much. Really appreciate that. And of course, if you're unable to catch the podcast live or if you tune in in the middle of it and you want to catch it from the beginning full podcast ends up on SoundCloud, iTunes, Google Play, and of course on YouTube. Just look up The Community. Just look up On Blast Podcast. Thank you. Really appreciate you guys liking, sharing, subscribing. Smash all that, that fun like button. Stuff. As Mikey says,
0: smash that like button.
1: <laughs> we really appreciate it. Thank you guys so much. I tried to get to as many comments as I could, yeah. but as mentioned, the conversation will continue in the comment section. In between now and the next game so the show is only about 40 minutes to an hour or something Usually but the conversation of wrap it up continues 24 right. 7 right. all day every day in the comment section and trust me guys i say this all the time and i don't take it for granted i feel blessed that all you guys have tuned in and are now along for the ride yep. on this the best season in raptors franchise history and Kawhi, no doubt the best player in raptors franchise history this run hopefully will continue Thursday night. Thursday night. Tune in. My name is Sheldon Alexander and I always used to pray for times like this to To rhyme rhyme like this. This This is the wrap-it-up on Blast Raps post-game show. As always, unpolished and unapologetic. Until next time, see ya. Peace.